You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast with our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Over the next few weeks, we will be listening to excerpts of powerful preaching and singing from our national conference, which always takes place the week before Memorial Day. We pray that these live recordings will be a blessing and a help to you as you seek truth and a closer walk with God in these days of uncertainty. And now, here is our broadcast for today. There's a lot of people out there that are seeking truth. The Bible says some seed fell by the wayside. You know what that means? Not all of it did. Not all of it fell by the wayside. Some seed fell by the wayside. I'm telling you, you keep telling, you keep witnessing to people. Why? Because some of that seed's going to fall on good ground. You keep sowing. You keep telling. You keep telling. Hey, listen, I remember one year I was preaching here at the Hope of Israel meeting down in Resaca, Georgia. Uh, it was not a couple of months after the meeting. A guy contacted me, said, I heard the message you preached at the Hope of Israel meeting. And I got to lead that man to the Lord after several weeks dealing with him. He was a president of a conservative synagogue in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm telling you, listen, you never know. You never know what you're going to say when you get up here behind this pulpit, what kind of impact it's going to make to somebody else. You never know where that seed. What do you do? You keep on. You keep on telling. You keep on preaching. You keep on just opening the Word of God up and showing them. Listen, the salvation of the Lamb. Look back in Exodus 12 real quickly, and I'll close with this. Exodus chapter 12 and verse number 3. Because we find here the salvation of the Lamb. Look in verse 3. Speaking of the congregation of Israel, saying in the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers. A lamb for a house. I'm telling you, they had to have a lamb. There had to be a lamb. You know, the Bible talked about from the very beginning about a lamb that would one day come. I mean, it goes all the way back to the book of Bereshit and the book of Genesis, and it starts telling us about one who would come and bring redemption back to mankind. Genesis 3.15 tells us that through the seed of the woman, there's going to come one that's going to bruise the head of that serpent. Uh, Listen, that's going to start that pathway, that first promise about a coming Messiah. And I'm telling you, as the Scriptures begin to unfold, it tells us more and more about a lamb that would one day come. He tells us about this lamb in Isaiah 7 and verse 14. I had be born of a virgin. He tells us where this lamb would be born in Micah chapter 5 and verse number 2. He tells us when this Messiah would be, uh, would be born in the book of Daniel and Genesis 49 as well. It tells us predicting over and over about a lamb that would come. Then we find as we turn uh, the, the, to the next verse in verse number 4, the Bible said, if the household be too little for the Lamb. You notice how it goes from a lamb to the lamb. I'm telling you, listen, all the way through the Tanakh, all the way through the Old Testament Scriptures, it spoke about a lamb. But I'm telling you, when you open the pages of the Rikadashah, the New Testament, all of a sudden we see one standing there called John the Baptist, and he says this, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. John said, you heard about Him for the last, uh, all the way through that Old Testament, he said, let me tell you about the lamb that would one day come. The lamb over and over we find the fulfillment of all those Old Testament scriptures in the Lord Jesus. But then you'll find as well in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 5. Look how it goes from a lamb to the lamb to verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish. I'm telling you he's not just good enough that he's a lamb. It's not just good enough that he's the lamb. He's got to be your lamb. 
He's got to be your lamb. There's going to have to be a day that you're willing to repent, turn from your sin, and put your faith in Jesus Christ. I want to tell you this, dealing with Jewish people, it's not hard to see the scales fall off their eyes. Oh, yeah. It don't take all 333 Messianic prophecies to show a Jewish person who Jesus is. It don't take all, it don't even take those good, strong, hundred prophecies that you can see in the altar. You can take five. You can take five, and as you start expounding the Word of God and peeling back the truth of the Word of God, I'm telling you, listen, you'll sit there and watch them as the scales start falling off their eyes as they see the truth of who Jesus is. That's the easy part. The hard part is the next step. Getting them to the place where they're willing to turn from their sin and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's the difficult part. That's the struggle that they have. I'm telling you, listen, he's got to be your lamb. He's got to be your lamb. Hezekiah said it this way in Isaiah 38, 17. Thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back. Job said it in Job 14, 17. My transgressions sealed up in a bag. David said in Psalm 103 and 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed my transgressions from us. Micah said in chapter 7 and verse 19, thou will cast all their sins into the depth of the sea. Can I say that's some good verses? Can I say that's a blessing? But can I say I got something better than every one of them prophets? Because my sins ain't sealed up in a bag. My sins ain't in the depth of the sea. My sins aren't as far as the east and the west. My sins are underneath the blood. I'm telling you, my sins are gone. They've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. He's got to be your lamb. It ain't good enough being raised in a Christian home. Huh? You've got to be born again too. It's not just good enough knowing the truth. You've got to receive the truth. Is it your lamb? Father, we love you. All right, you got your Bible to the Gospel of Moses, I hope. The Gospel of Moses, the book of Leviticus, the book of Vikrai, the book of Leviticus, and the 23rd chapter. Leviticus chapter number 23, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1, and we'll just read down to verse number 7, and uh, once we finish reading you can be seated. Verse number 1, Leviticus chapter 23 and verse number 1, the Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feasts of the Lord which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feast. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein, it is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the feast of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. In the fourteenth day of the first month, that even is the Lord's Passover, And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. In the first day ye shall have an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. Let's pray. Father, we love you. So grateful again for the privilege we have for being here this afternoon. Lord, today how we need a touch from heaven, God. I thank you for the good word that we've heard today, just the good fellowship that's been here among the people of God. 
God, how we need you to touch this message. We ask that you would do in our hearts, which only the Spirit of God can do, and we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Uh, here we find the second feast that is being introduced to us here in the seven feasts of Israel. Of course, the first feast was the feast of Passover. This laid the foundation uh, for fellowship for the people of God. The only way, again, they could have fellowship with God is to have the blood applied. But then we are introduced to the very next day. We come to the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and it would be celebrated for seven days. Now, the Feast of Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread are celebrated as one feast. And so it is celebrated together. So in reference to Passover, uh, today, as well as in Jesus' day in the New Testament period, uh, it is referred to as the Feast of Passover, both of these feasts together. Now, the feast in Hebrew is called uh, Hag Hamatzot, uh, and so literally the Feast of unleavened bread. Uh, but here we find as we're looking at this feast, notice in verse number 2, God says this in verse 2, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord. So all these seven feasts, uh, notice what he says about them, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations. That word holy convocations is very, very interesting word. It literally, mikre uh, kodesh. And the word mikre is the word, uh, uh, and it means a, 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 a gathering of an assembly together. But now not like a gathering of an assembly like you and I are gathered here today. It's a, it's a gathering of an assembly. For example, like say, say someone was to, say they're going to get married on, on Saturday. And what they will do on typically on a Friday night is they'll gather at the church and uh, the, uh, the new couple will be gathering down and the pastor will stand up and they will, they will practice walking down the aisle and going through everything and showing everybody uh, where they need to stand and what to expect for the next day. That is the word mikre. It's literally a gathering of an assembly for a rehearsal. It's just a practice run. Paul used that same picture when he goes over to the book of Colossians in chapter 2 and verse 16, where he says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink or respect of a holy day or of a new moon or of a Sabbath which are a shadow of things to come. You know what Paul said? It's just a practice run. You see, every time they went through and sacrificed that lamb, every time they, 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 they shed that blood, you know what it was doing? It was just a rehearsal. It was just a practice run of something that one day was going to take place when the Lamb of God, the true Lamb of God, was going to come on the scene and give His life. Every time they went through the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it was a simply a practice run. Every time they went through any one of these seven feasts, it was a convocation. It was just a practice until something, it was a picture of something that was one day going to come. And here we are as we look at this today, even among uh, there in Israel and all over the world as they celebrate the Feast of Passover. It is a huge celebration. Matter of fact, in Israel, uh, I mean, the feast that they do for Passover is the biggest meal of the year. It's like our Thanksgiving. You can actually get credit at the grocery store and make payments on your Passover meal for three months. It's huge. 
I mean, it's huge. That Passover meal can last uh, for hours as they go through the Passover Seder and go through the telling of the Exodus and, and, and all that they It's a massive meal. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia. Three zero one two seven. Once again, that's P.O. Box seventeen hundred, Powder Springs, Georgia three zero one two seven. We would like to take this opportunity to invite you to the Hope of Israel National Conference, May twenty first to the twenty fourth. This year's conference will be held at the Zion Hill Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. This is truly one of a kind meeting, as Bible believing Baptists gather from around the country to stand with Israel. Mark your calendars now for this all-important conference on Israel, prophecy, and the end times. Once again, those dates are May the 21st to the 24th. For more information, you can go to the conference website, rapture.today. That is the word rapture, R-A-P-T-U-R-E, rapture.today. 